Lessons Learned, Limitations, and Current State of the Art in AI. Rich Sutton, a professor of computer science at University of Alberta and research scientist at DeepMind, has shared some reflective thoughts on the last 70 years of AI research in his blog post, The Bitter Lesson. According to him, the better lesson seems to be that general machine learning methods which leverage computation turned out to be significantly more effective than those that explored other methods such as leveraging human domain knowledge. It is clear that the exponentially declining cost per unit of computation that continued over decades as described by Moore's law was a key contributor. Rich references how this has been clearly illustrated for computer board games, such as chess and go, using search and learning-based approaches, speech recognition using deep learning, and earlier on, statistical hidden Markov models, and computer vision using deep learning convolution-based neural networks. The bitter lesson is based on observations that followed a human-centric pattern where AI researchers started to build knowledge into their AI systems which did well in the short term and gave satisfaction to the researchers involved but in the medium and longer term delivered no further improvements and even impeded further progress before being overtaken by competing approaches that scales computation by search and learning. The specific recommendation is that AI researchers and practitioners should not build in any part of arbitrary inherently complex systems that are being modeled as their complexity is typically unlimited. Instead, they should focus on building in the meta methods such as search and learning to detect and capture this arbitrary complexity. Therefore, the AI systems should search for good approximations and learn how to discover instead of being fed with content that we have discovered, which makes it potentially more difficult to learn the discovery process. We know that deep supervised learning works well for perception when there is abundant label data, and deep reinforcement learning works well for action generation when trials are cheap, such as within a simulation. We also know that deep learning has serious limitations. In Francois Cholet's blog on the limitation of deep learning, he summarizes the true success of deep learning thus far as the ability to map an input space to a target space using a smooth and continuous geometric transform that typically consists of multiple connected layers that forms a sufficiently large parametric model and trained by sufficiently huge amounts of labeled and annotated data. The weights of the layers are the parameters of the differentiable geometric transform, which are updated in an iterative fashion by a gradient descent algorithm based on the model's performance. The spaces in the model have sufficiently high dimensionality to capture the full extent of the relationships found in the original input data. Although the number of possible applications and the application potential of deep learning models are vast, it can only solve problems that can be addressed with its sequence of continuous geometric transformations that maps one vector space to another. A key limitation of deep learning is that even with unlimited data available or adding more layers, it cannot handle algorithmic type of data manipulation, reasoning or long-term planning. Most software programs cannot be expressed as deep learning models due to not having sufficient data available to train it, or not being learnable in the sense that the geometric transform is too complex, or there does not practically exist a deep learning model that corresponds to the program as only a small subset of all possible programs can be learned using deep learning.
There is also a risk with anthropomorphizing machine learning models, as can be seen with the classification of contents in pictures, along with the generation of captions associated with pictures that give people the false impression that these models understand the contents in the pictures. This is illustrated with special adversarial input examples that slightly modify an image by adding a class gradient to deceive the model in predicting an incorrect class. For example, by adding a gibbon gradient to a picture of a panda, the model classifies the panda image as a gibbon. This not only demonstrates how fragile these machine learning models can be, but also that it understands and interprets their inputs in a way that is not relatable to the embodied way that humans understand sensory motor inputs and experience. Francois also argues that there is a fundamental difference in the nature of the representations formed by deep learning models and human brains, where the generalization performed by these deep learning models are more local and requires lots of training examples compared to the extreme generalization formed by the abstract models in the human mind that are able to perform abstraction, reasoning, long-term planning, and adaptation to new or imagined experiences, situations, concepts, objects, or information that could be substantially different to what was observed before with a lot less examples. In comparison, the more local generalization power of deep learning networks within the context of pattern recognition is shown in how it adapts to novel data that is much closer to the historical data it was trained on. Francois suggests that a potential substrate for abstract modeling and reasoning could be computer programs, which will be discussed further later in this chapter. Like many other AI practitioners and researchers also recognize, Andrew Ng also sums up the limitations of deep learning to be the inability to handle causality, adversarial attacks, explainability, and learning from small data sets. Jan LeCun agrees with this assessment and highlights the challenges with deep learning as learning with fewer labeled samples and or fewer trials where self-supervised and unsupervised learning can be used for learning to represent the world before learning tasks, learning to reason by making it more compatible with gradient-based learning, and learning to plan complex action sequences by learning hierarchical representations of action plans. Judea Pearl calls the deep learning style of machine learning a form of model-blind curve fitting that is unable to address what-if type of interventional, counterfactual or retrospective questions and not able to do causal reasoning or being transparent in terms of explainability or interpretation. It is also clear that there is much room for improvement with respect to transfer and multitask learning and making better use of unlabeled data. Gary Marcus and Ernest Davis, in Rebooting AI, Building Artificial Intelligence We Can Trust, identifies three core problems with deep learning type of machine learning, which includes that it is greedy with respect to training data required. For example, AlphaGo required 30 million games to reach superhuman performance. It's opaque in terms of not being easy to understand why it makes mistakes or why it fares very well and its brittleness, as shown above, with the misclassification of slightly modified images. In Deep Learning, a critical appraisal, Gary expands on this and highlights 10 challenges that faces the current deep learning systems. Apart from being fragile in certain instances, as well as data-hungry, deep learning has limited capacity for transfer learning. 
mainly extract superficial patterns, have no natural way of dealing with hierarchical structure where larger structures can recursively be constructed from smaller components, is struggling with open-ended inference, is not sufficiently transparent, has so far not been well integrated with prior knowledge. It cannot inherently distinguish between causation and correlation. It assumes a predominantly stable world and struggles to deal with systems that are continuously changing with varying rules. Its predictions and classifications cannot be always trusted and in general not easy to engineer with from a robustness and even replicability perspective. In the failures of gradient-based deep learning paper, the authors describe and illustrate four families of problems for which some of the commonly used existing gradient-based deep learning algorithms fail or have substantial problems, as well as provide theoretical insights explaining why this happens and how they might be addressed. The families of problems include non-informative gradients, decomposition versus end-to-end -end training, architecture and conditioning, and flat activations. The problem of non-informative gradients has to do with deep learning's dependency on local properties of the loss function, where the gradient information carries insignificant information on the target function that directs the learning process, whilst the objective is actually global in nature. It has been experimentally observed and theoretically shown that an end-to-end -end approach to training deep learning systems can be significantly slower with gradients substantially noisier and less informative compared to a decomposition method that handles sub-problems separately, which is especially so as the scale of the problem grows. Although an end-to-end -end approach of optimizing a single primary objective has an advantage that it requires less prior knowledge and labeling and enables more expressive architectures, the extra supervision inserted with decomposition on a sub-problem level is helpful in the optimization process. Even though architectures might have the similar expressive power, there might still be a significant difference in the ability to optimize the runtime of gradient descent. When analyzing this from a condition number of problem perspective, which measures sensitivity in terms of how much the output value can change for a small change in the inputs, they have demonstrated how conditioning techniques can lead to speed up improvement in additional orders of magnitude. As architectures that contain activation functions with flat regions can lead to the vanishing gradient problem, where the gradient becomes so small that it effectively prevents the weights from changing its value, Heuristics are typically applied in order to initialize the network's weights in non-flat areas of its activation function. It can be shown that by using a different weight update rule that follows a non-gradient-based optimization scheme, the limitations of gradient-based learning can be addressed in an efficient way. They have also shown convergence guarantees for a family of such functions. Although we are still scratching the surface with respect to deep learning applications, where deep learning has become the go-to solution for a broad range of applications, often outperforming state-of-the-art, it is also important to understand the limits of deep learning. John Launchbury, a director at Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA, has described AI as programmed ability to process information that can perceive rich, complex and subtle information, learn within an environment, abstract to create new meanings, and reason to plan and to decide. He thinks about AI development as three waves of artificial intelligence, 
where the first one is handcrafted knowledge or expert systems like IBM's Deep Blue or Watson before the addition of deep learning. The second one is statistical learning, which includes machine learning of which deep learning is a part. And the third wave is contextual adaptation, which involves constructing reliable, explanatory models for real-world phenomena using sparse data in a similar way humans do this. A shorthand summary of the three waves would be describe, recognize, and explain. The limitations of expert systems have been well documented, such as no learning capability and poor handling of uncertainty, although it has reasoning capability over very narrowly defined problems. Although statistical learning has strong nuance, classification and prediction capabilities, it lacks in having no contextual capability along with minimal reasoning ability. Deep learning works well because of the manifold hypothesis that refers to how different high-dimensional natural data tend to cluster and be shaped differently when visualized in lower dimensions. John describes deep learning neural networks as spreadsheets on steroids, given their ability to mathematically manipulate and separate data clumps or manifolds for classification and prediction purposes. DARPA also sees the core limitations of deep learning as abstraction and reasoning, requiring lots of data, being dependent on the quality of and biases in the data, deliberately being tricked with adversarial examples, slow training, inability to do planning, and predominantly being used for pattern recognition use cases. DARPA's 2 billion AI Next program has three areas of development, which includes increasing the robustness of deep learning and other second wave AI technologies, expanding the range of AI applications using the second wave AI technologies, and exploring the third wave AI technologies. Some of the areas of development include developing AI that can deal with reacting to situations that it has not been trained on, such as changing the rules of the game and building better trust between humans and AI through explainable AI and competency-aware machine learning. The article The Next AI Milestone, Bridging the Semantic Gap, also references DARPA's perspective on AI and discusses the problem of solving contextual adaptation and how the evolution of deep learning can help to find solutions that melt symbolic and connectionist systems. DARPA's third wave model takes a lot of inspiration from some of the previously announced research initiatives, such as explanatory interfaces and meta-learning. Carlos Perez at Intuition Machine argues that the third AI wave is likely to be an evolution of how we do deep learning as also described in the articles. The only way to make deep learning interpretable is to have it explain itself. The meta-model and the meta-meta model of deep learning and biologically inspired software architecture for deep learning. Carlos also describes five capability levels of deep learning intelligence, where level one is classification only, level two is classification with memory, level three is classification with knowledge, level four is classification with imperfect knowledge, and level five is collaborative classification with imperfect knowledge. Even for level two classification with memory systems, which effectively corresponds to recurrent neural networks, there is a clear need for improved supervised and unsupervised training algorithms. As mentioned above, unsupervised learning should, for example, build a causal understanding of the sensory space with temporal correlations of concurrent and sequential sensory signals. 
Much research still needs to be done with respect to knowledge representations and integrating this with deep learning recurrent neural network systems, all the way from level 3 to level 5 systems. Before further considering AI progress, some research priorities and likely future avenues, let's highlight some of the current state-of-the-art machine learning techniques in 2020 for some popular tasks in application areas such as computer vision, speech recognition, recommender systems, and natural language processing. Note that these algorithms might be replaced by better versions or others very soon, if not already, by the time of reading this, given the pace of the continuous never-ending improvement cycle of AI research. Some of the key tasks in computer vision involve image classification, object detection, and semantic segmentation. All of these are, for example, important tasks to accomplish vision in self-driving cars. Image classification typically focuses on classifying the full image that has a label assigned to it. The Fix-Efficient Net by the Facebook AI research team is currently the leading image classification algorithm and with a top 1 accuracy of 88.5% and top 5 accuracy of 98.7% on the ImageNet dataset with 480 million parameters. This algorithm combines the Fix-Res algorithm developed by the Facebook AI team and the efficient net presented by the Google AI research team. Whereas FixRes, which stands for fixed resolution, removes some bias that happens during pre-processing by keeping a fixed size for either the region of classification used for training time or the crop used for testing time. The efficient net is a compound scaling of the width, depth and resolution dimensions of a convolutional neural network, which improves both accuracy and efficiency. Other superior image classification techniques include a version of wide residual networks called Wide ResNet 101 on the STL10 dataset, Big Transfer on the CIFAR10 dataset, and branching merging convolutional neural networks and homogeneous filter capsules on the MNIST dataset. Object detection is the task that typically focuses on recognizing instances of objects of a certain class within an image. The top technique currently is the Efficient Debt D7X, which was developed by the Google Brain team in 2020 with a state-of-the-art performance for scalable and efficient object detection of a box average precision of 55.1 and AP50 of 74.3 with 77 million parameters and 410 billion floating point operations per second being significantly smaller and using less flops than previous detectors. The efficient debt is a combination of efficient nets with bidirectional feature pyramid networks, which allows easy and fast multi-scale feature fusion. Other leading competing algorithms include ITIR debt on the Crowd Human dataset, Rodeo on the Pascal VOC dataset, and Patch Refinement on the Kitty Cars Easy dataset. Semantic segmentation is the task of understanding and predicting the objects, components, and structures of an image on a pixel level. The current state-of-the-art semantic segmentation algorithm, called HRNet OCR, was introduced in 2020 by an NVIDIA team and obtained a mean intersection over union of 85.1% on the Cityscape dataset that has a large number of weakly labeled images. HRNet OCR uses a hierarchical, attention-based approach to combine multi-scale predictions and demonstrates that the network learns to favor certain scales for particular failure modes to generate better predictions. 
It is also four times more memory efficient to train compared to other competitive approaches with faster training on large crop sizes leading to improved model accuracy. Some other leading semantic segmentation algorithms include ResNet269 on the Pascal Context dataset, which uses a split attention block that enables attention across feature map groups, and stacking these split attention blocks in a ResNet style, EfficientNet L2 plus NAS FPN on the Pascal VOC dataset, and Virtual MultiView Fusion on the ScanNet dataset. Speech recognition is another major application area for machine learning with many intelligent virtual assistants such as Google Assistant, Amazon's Alexa, Apple's Siri, Microsoft's Cortana and Samsung's Bixby making use of state-of-the-art speech recognition technology. The Google team presented the current leading speech recognition algorithm in 2019 with an improved version in 2020 which is called ContextNet plus Spec Augment based noisy student training on the LibriLite unlabeled audio dataset which is derived from audiobooks. This algorithm combines a ContextNet which consists of convolution, recurrent and transducer neural network components with noisy student training which is an iterative semi-supervised learning in a series of teacher-student models that uses unlabeled data and leverages augmentation to improve network performance. The teacher model produces quality labels while the student is reproducing those labels augmented by feature inputs. The ContextNet model consists of an audio encoder convolutional neural network for the input audio, a label encoder long short-term memory recurrent neural network for producing the input label, and a joint network of both to decode. Other examples of some notable speech recognition algorithms include large 10H LV60K on the LibriLite Test Clean dataset, ResNet Plus by LSTM's acoustic model on the Switchboard Plus Hub 500 dataset and LiGrew Plus Dropout Plus Batch Norm Plus Monophone Reg on the Timid dataset. Recommender Systems is also a common application area used in many different online retailers such as Amazon or social media and entertainment platforms such as YouTube, Facebook, Netflix and many more. The Bayesian Time SVD++ presented by the Google team in 2019 is one of the top-ranking recommender systems with state-of-the-art performance on the MovieLens 10M dataset. The system consists of a Bayesian matrix factorization trained using GIP sampling and a Time SVD++ multifaceted collaborative filtering model. Other leading recommender systems include Bayesian Time SVD++ flipped with ordered probit regression on the MovieLens 1M dataset, H plus VAMP gated on the MovieLens 20M dataset, and embarrassingly shallow autoencoders ease for sparse data on the Million Song dataset. Natural language processing is a key AI application area that gives software programs the ability to process, understand and extract meaning, information and insights from human language. NLP is used in many applications such as translators with prime examples being Google Translate, Intelligent Virtual Assistants, Email Spam Filters, Social Media Monitoring or Grammar Checking in Word Processors. Some of the specific NLP tasks include sentiment analysis, language modeling, text summarization, machine translation, text classification, question answering, 
Dialogue Management, Natural Language Generation, and Natural Language Understanding. Sentiment analysis is a form of text mining that can rigorously identify, extract, quantify, and interpret emotional states and subjective information in text data. One of the current top algorithms is bidirectional encoder representations from Transformers, BERT. Originally presented by the Google AI team in 2019, which obtained new state-of-the-art results on 11 natural language processing tasks, including pushing the glue score to 80.5%, 7.7% point absolute improvement, multi-NLI accuracy to 86.7%, 4.6% absolute improvement, squat version 1.1 question answering test F1 to 93.2, 1.5 point absolute improvement, Squat version 2.0 test F1 to 83.1, 5.1 point absolute improvement, and an accuracy of 55.5 on the SST5 fine grained classification dataset. BERT can parse a text from left to right or from right to left and learn the left and right context of a word through applying a bidirectional training of the transformer algorithm, which is an attention model used for language modeling that was previously only applied in one direction. Other leading sentiment analysis techniques include NB weighted BON plus DV cosine on the IMDB dataset and T53B on the SST2 binary classification dataset. Language modeling is a task that learns the probability of word or letter occurrence based on examples of text. It can predict the next words or letters in a text based on the existing text or previous words. One of the current top language modeling algorithms is Megatron LM, which was introduced by the NVIDIA team in 2019 and with some improvements on OpenAI's GPT-2 generative pre-trained transformers, transformer-based language model with 1.5 billion parameters and trained on a dataset of 40 gigabyte of 8 million web pages. The Megatron LM approach was illustrated by converging transformer-based models similar to GPT-2 up to 8.3 billion parameters using 512 GPUs sustaining 15.1 petaflops across the full application with 76% scaling efficiency when compared to a strong single GPU baseline that sustains 39 teraflops, which is 30% of peak flops. A 3.9 billion parameter model similar to BERT was also trained with the Megatron LM approach. The NVIDIA team has demonstrated that layer normalization placement in bird-like models is very important to ensure increased performance as the model size grows. Using the GPT-2 model, they achieved state-of-the-art results on the Wikitext 103, 10.8 compared to a previous best perplexity of 15.8, and Lombarda datasets, 66.5% compared to a previous best accuracy of 63.2%. Their BERT model has also improved the state-of-the-art performance on the race dataset, 90.9% compared to a previous best accuracy of 89.4%. OpenAI's GPT-3, an autoregressive language model with 175 billion parameters, which is 10 times more than any previous non-sparse language model, demonstrated excellent performance on language modeling and many other NLP tasks, including translation, question answering, 
closed tasks, on-the-fly reasoning, or domain adaptation, such as performing three-digit arithmetic, unscrambling words, or using a new word in a sentence, and benchmarks in the zero-shot, one-shot, and few-shot settings. Even though GPT-3 was applied on all tasks without any fine-tuning or gradient updates, it almost matched the performance of other state-of-the-art fine-tuned systems in certain cases. GPT-3 was able to generate quality samples and very good qualitative performance at tasks defined on the fly and also generated samples of news articles that were not easy to distinguish from those written by humans. The OpenAI team also identified some datasets where GPT-3's few-shot learning still finds it difficult to produce good results, as well as ones that the system had problems related to large web corporate training. Machine translation involves the algorithmic task of translating text or speech from one language to another and is used in applications such as Google Translate, Microsoft Translator, Babylon Translator, DeepL, iTranslate, Lingui, Reverser Translation, Triplingo, or Memsource. The Google Brain team introduced in 2018 a state-of-the-art machine translation algorithm called the Transformer Big Plus BT that is based on transformer networks that instead of using recurrent connections, parses sequences simultaneously through the use of convolutional neural networks with attention models. The transformer networks consist of a stack of encoders and decoders, where the encoders consist of a self-attention and a feed-forward neural network layer, whereas the decoders consist of a self-attention layer, an encoder-decoder attention layer, and a feed-forward neural network layer. The convolutional neural networks are used to process information in parallel per layer and exploiting local dependencies, whereas self-attention boosts the translation speed and helps the focus on a subset of the information, such as certain words, to figure out the relation of words within a sentence and giving the right attention to it. Other leading machine translation algorithms include Attentional Encoder-Decoder plus BPE on the WMT 2016 German-English dataset, Multi-Agent Dual Learning, MADL, on the WMT 2016 English-German dataset, and the application of a new Explore-Exploit Learning Rate Schedule, NEE Schedule, can result in an up to 0.5% higher absolute accuracy using the original training budget or up to 44% reduced training time for similar accuracy. Text classification is the task of assigning a set of predefined tags or categories to a sentence, a text, or a word. In 2019, the Google AI team introduced a state-of-the-art text classification algorithm called XLNet with tests on the DBpedia, IMDB, and AG News datasets, where it outperformed BERT in 20 tasks including question answering, sentiment analysis, document ranking, and natural language inference. ExcelNet is a generalized autoregressive pre-training method that integrates ideas of the state-of-the-art autoregressive model, Transformer XL, into pre-training to solve the limitations of BERT and enables learning bidirectional contexts, where each position learns to utilize contextual information from all positions, by optimizing the expected likelihood over all permutations of the factorization order. Other leading text classification algorithms include Simplifying Graph Convolutional Networks, SGC, on the 20 News dataset, and Universal Sentence Encoder, use T plus CNN, on the Track 6 dataset.
Question answering is the task of training an algorithm to answer questions, typically from an unstructured collection of natural language documents or a structured knowledge base. Apart from answering questions on reference text, web pages, newswire reports, and Wikipedia pages, systems have also been developed to automatically answer biographical questions, temporal and geospatial questions, multilingual questions, questions of definition and terminology, and questions about the content of audio, images, and video. The Google AI team has explored the landscape of transfer learning techniques for natural language processing by introducing a unified framework that converts all text-based language problems into a text-to-text -text format, which also naturally fits in with question answering. Transfer learning involves pre-training a model first on a data-rich task before fine-tuning it on a downstream task, which enables fast-tracking the learning process on a new domain and saves on a significant amount of computational power and resources. With the T511B, their unified text-to-text -text transfer transformer T5 model with up to 11 billion parameters, 11B, state-of-the-art benchmarks were obtained on tasks such as question answering, text classification, and summarization on four different datasets, Glue, Superglue, Squat, and CNN Daily Mail. To enable the Google AI team to build models at this scale, they also introduced a dataset consisting of hundreds of gigabytes of clean English text scraped from the web, which they called the Colossal Clean Crawled Corpus, C4. Other noteworthy examples of question answering algorithms include EssayNet on Albert on the Squad 2.0 dataset and Tanda Roberta on the WikiQA dataset. As part of the Google AI team's systematic study on exploring the limits of transfer learning with their unified T511B text-to-text -text transfer transformer model, they have also compared factors such as pre-training objectives, unlabeled datasets, architectures, scaling, and transfer approaches on many language understanding tasks and shared some of their most significant insights. They found that their text-to-text -text framework obtained similar performance to task-specific architectures and were state-of-the-art when applied at scale. Even though an encoder-decoder model uses double the number of parameters as architectures with decoder-only forms as we see in language models or encoder-only such as with BERT, the encoder-decoder structure has given the best results in their text-to-text -text framework with similar computational cost. In order to make unsupervised pre-training more computationally efficient, they also suggest using objectives that produce short target sequences. The Google AI team has also demonstrated that performance can worsen when a small unlabeled dataset is reused many times during pre-training, which in turn encourages the use of huge diverse datasets such as C4. From a training strategy perspective, Better performance is obtained when all of a pre-trained model's parameters are updated during fine-tuning as opposed to only updating a few parameters, whereas fine-tuning after pre-training on a mixture of tasks produce performance on par with unsupervised pre-training. They have also shown that an ensemble of models can provide considerably better results than a single model and that larger models tend to perform better. That said, to ensure that transfer learning can be as impactful as possible, they also recommend researching methods that achieve better performance with more cost-effective models. 
more efficient knowledge extraction than simply training the model to denoise distorted text is needed to teach the model general purpose knowledge for downstream tasks. The Google AI team also advocates for more precise definition of similarity between pre-training and downstream tasks, as it would also help to make better choices of what unlabeled data to use. They were also disappointed to not get state-of-the-art performance on translation tasks using English-only pre-training and recommend further investigation into language agnostic models. Adversarial training in the form of Generative Adversarial Networks GANs, is another powerful idea that contributed to some conceptual progress in machine learning, specifically in the area of generative models that can augment data through learning to mirror any distribution of data. A GAN is a generative model that is trained using a generator neural network model that learns to generate new credible samples and a discriminator neural network model that learns to differentiate generated examples from real examples. As the generator model is trained by getting feedback from the discriminator model in terms of how well it is doing to generate examples that looks authentic, i.e. effectively how good it is to fool the discriminator model, the GAN system is trained in an unsupervised way by not being dependent on external feedback signals. GANs can also be used with semi-supervised, supervised and reinforcement learning and have many applications in computer vision, natural language and robotics. After the GAN system is trained, the generative model can then be used in applications to create new convincing examples on demand. There are many applications for GANs, such as generating high-resolution versions of input images, creating new and artistic images, sketches and paintings, translating photographs or images across domains, such as day to night or summer to winter, or photos to emojis or cartoon faces, handling of missing data, providing multimodal outputs, generating photorealistic images given a semantic image or sketch as input, generating realistic photographs of human faces and new human poses, generating cartoon characters, generating realistic looking photographs from textual descriptions, generating frontal view photographs of human faces given photographs taken at an angle, reconstructing photographs of faces with specific specified features, generating photographs of faces with different apparent ages from younger to older, blending of photos, in-painting or hole-filling of photos, generating photos of clothing, generating videos with scene dynamics, and generating new three-dimensional objects. Automated machine learning, AutoML, is the process of automating the process of applying machine learning to real-world problems in an end-to-end -end fashion that covers the complete pipeline from the raw dataset, data preparation, feature engineering, model selection, hyperparameter optimization to the deployable machine learning model. Besides making data science and machine learning more accessible to non-experts, other benefits include reducing the burden on data scientists on hyperparameter tuning, which could be a scrupulously tedious task, producing simpler solutions, faster development of those solutions, and models that often outperform handcrafted models. In 2018, the Google Brain team introduced the Neural Architecture Search Network, NASNet, AutoML solution that learns the model architectures directly on the selected dataset, in particular searching for an architectural building block on a small dataset and then transferring the block to a larger dataset. In NASNet, 
A controller recurrent neural network predicts child networks with different architectures where the child networks are then trained to convergence to get to a specified validation accuracy, which in turn updates the controller weights with policy gradient to ensure that improved architectures will be generated over time. Using this method, it outperformed or at least achieved similar results to the smaller model size and lower complexity versions of human-designed models such as Inception version 2, Inception version 3, Exception, ResNet, Inception ResNet version 2, PolyNet, ResNext, ShakeShake, DenseNet, DPN, SENet, MobileNet version 1, and ShuffleNet version 1. On the CIFAR-10 dataset, NASNet obtained a state-of-the-art 2.4% error rate, whereas on the larger ImageNet dataset, it achieved best-in-class accuracy of 82.7% top 1 and 96.2% top 5. The NASNet model not only achieved an improvement of 1.2% in top 1 accuracy compared to the best human-invented architectures, but also used 9 billion fewer flops, which translates to 28% less in computational demand. Privacy-preserving AI techniques, such as federated learning, enable AI models to learn from datasets without compromising their privacy, which is a key requirement of many applications, such as those in healthcare and financial services. Instead of requiring one unified dataset to train a machine learning model, Google formulated this concept of federated learning in 2017, which leaves the training data distributed across numerous devices, such as mobile phones and servers, on the edge, where each client trains a model on their local training dataset and then shares the resulting model parameters to a shared current global model on a server that aggregates the locally computed updates. Their federated averaging algorithm combines local stochastic gradient descent on each client with a server that does the model averaging and as shown, it is robust to data that is not balanced or independent and identically distributed and able to significantly reduce communication loads for training purposes. Whereas it is clear that federated learning puts forward many practical privacy advantages, some further research is being done to provide better guarantees via differential privacy as well as ensuring secure multi-party computation.